You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Mock Draft Monday edition. It's the offseason. It's draft season. Let's talk about mock drafts. Uh, We'll be looking at the latest draft from Joe Marino, who also hosts Locked On Bills. He had his 5.0 mock draft already. They're year-round with the draft at the Draft Network. He dropped his today 5.0 and some very interesting happenings for the 49ers. I did my own mock draft at the Draft Network on their draft machine going four rounds. So we'll look at Joe Marino's first round mock draft. We'll look at my four round mock draft. And I would like to hear from some of your mock drafts out there. Uh, How would you see things going? How would you like to see them go? Use one of the draft machines out there, whether it's the Draft Network or otherwise, and hit me up. And and maybe next Monday, I will feature some of your mock drafts on another mock draft Monday. Big trades happening in the NFL. A blockbuster. Two former first overall draft picks. Jared Goff going to Detroit, along with draft picks. Matthew Stafford going to the rival Los Angeles Rams. We'll break down all of that on today's program and filter in some of your questions, of which you have many. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can send those questions. You can email the show LockedOn49ers at Gmail. Woo, a doozy of an offseason that is to come gets kick-started with a huge trade and so many notes on this trade as Matthew Stafford, who is rumored to be a person of interest for the San Francisco 49ers. More on that in a minute. Matthew Stafford goes to the Los Angeles Rams. They gave up two first-round draft picks, and since they don't have a pick this year in the first round, and they haven't for four or five years, it'll be seven years now that they won't have a first-round pick since they drafted Jared Goff, in fact, way back in 2016, they gave up their 2022 and 2023 first round picks along with the third rounder this year and Jared Goff to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. On the surface, it's a lot. It's a lot to give up. And I can understand why the Detroit Lions would say yes to a deal. Two first round picks is more than I thought that the Detroit Lions were going to get. When you start to peel back the layers, I mean, those picks are in the distant future. And they get Jared Goff back. Is Jared Goff an asset? Did the Rams have to pay an extra draft pick to Detroit just to take Jared Goff's contract off their hands? Because they couldn't cut Jared Goff. It was a crazy $60 million cap hit or something like that. It had to be a trade. So they had to find a team willing to trade him. I think that's why they had to pay so much. But the Rams didn't have a first rounder this year. So generally... First rounders in future years are worth what a second rounder would be this year. So did they essentially give up two second rounders value wise versus what a team might be given up this year in the first round? And if you play the waiting game, if you're willing to wait, eventually those do become first round picks for Detroit. But where will the Rams end up in those seasons? Likely, the Rams are expecting those are going to be late picks. If those picks are in the late 20s or in the 30s, then it's not a great trade. It's not as big of a as big of a trade as it looks on paper when you start talking about two first-round draft picks. So, according to Albert Breer, the San Francisco 49ers were not all that interested in 
Matthew Stafford. And I'm surprised because I said I wouldn't trade, I would try not to trade that number 12 overall pick if I was San Francisco. And it sounds like the 49ers were on board with that. They were in line with my thinking there and that they actually never made an official offer to the Lions for Stafford. They had talked there. John Lynch was in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl and they had talked about it and just had some, you know, cursory conversations about what maybe that could look like and never made an official offer and then wanted to circle back after the weekend. And then when, according to Lions head coach Dan Campbell, talks got hot and heavy with some teams, they came back to the 49ers, in which case the asking price was already too high and the 49ers weren't willing to go to the number 12 overall pick. But a team that was willing to do a first-round pick this year was the Carolina Panthers. Again, according to Albert Breer, and you got to go check out the whole article at Monday Morning Quarterback for SI. The Carolina Panthers offered the number eight overall pick plus a late round choice. I think that's more valuable than those two first rounders a couple years from now. You could parlay the eighth overall pick this year. You could trade down. You could turn that into a bunch of picks if you wanted and still be picking earlier than you might be picking with those first rounders in 2022 and 2023. If Matthew Stafford is the upgrade that Sean McVay and Les Snead think he is over Jared Goff for the Los Angeles Rams offense. Did they do Matthew Stafford a solid by sending him to L.A. instead of Carolina? Maybe. Stafford does have a home in Newport Beach. He and his wife have, a, have a, an off-season home there, so uh, maybe that has something to do with it. It's still a pretty good haul, though, I think. And there were plenty of offers. And and that's why those offers got a little bit higher than what the 49ers were willing to do. And I think most of my listeners out there, judging by comments made to me on Twitter, and I'll hit on some of those in a little bit, I think 49ers fans are pretty split on whether or not they should have gone a little harder after Matthew Stafford, or if they maybe dodged a bullet by not trying to, you know, outspend other teams and include this year's first and maybe another first or maybe, you know, a bunch of picks for a 33-year-old quarterback. Very interesting. The Washington football team, another team that offered their first round pick this year, according to Albert Breer, number 19 overall, plus a third rounder. So kind of similar offers there, I think, from Carolina and Washington. Carolina has a better first round pick and so they offered a, a a later second choice to accompany that first round pick. I would still I think I'd still th- take that Panthers offer though over what the Rams were offering because I don't view Jared Goff as much of an asset with his contract. And if you're the Lions, draft a quarterback at 7, right? They have the 7th pick in the draft, you would have number 8 as well. You could go up to 2 if you wanted. So I'm not so sure about that. They must really feel like there is some value in Jared Goff and think he's salvageable and think he's somebody to build around there. Jared Goff told Michael Silver that uh, he's glad he's somewhere where he's wanted. Poor Jared Goff. Rough situation for him to just to get cast aside completely. Imagine being the number one overall pick in the draft and a few years later, you get this big contract too. You took a team to the Super Bowl and then two first round picks to get rid of you and bring in another guy. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo might be in a similar situation, actually, come to think of it. The Jets checked in 
with Stafford. Those talks didn't go too far. They might have bigger fish to fry there. They have the number two overall pick. Just draft a guy there if you're building something or, you know, make a call to Houston if you're in New York. I think those are the obvious options there. Why would they screw around with a 33-year-old Matthew Stafford? The team I thought would have been in a position to offer the most and it would have made the most sense because they're ready to win now and Matthew Stafford would have been a win-now move, and they currently don't have a quarterback to start for them, that is the Indianapolis Colts. And apparently they never offered number 21 overall in the first round this year, but did discuss some other packages. But of course, that was not going to be enough to get Matthew Stafford. A wild weekend already to kick off this 2021 offseason, and it's going to get probably a lot more strange, especially if the 49ers are knocking down doors and and talking to every team they can about other veteran quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, did they just stick with Jimmy Garoppolo as Mike Garofolo from NFL uh what NFL Network I think he was on where he said that the 49ers were were cool with Jimmy and that's what we've heard a lot of too. But they're talking to a lot of people about quarterbacks if they are that cool with Jimmy. It's a very strange situation in San Francisco. Do they like Garoppolo or do they not? I think you listen to their actions more than their words, and that would tell you that they are very interested in upgrading over Jimmy G. Could that be in the draft? We'll check in on some of those scenarios on Mock Draft Monday next. No two people are alike, and no two tax returns are alike either. Thankfully, TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome Maybe you got married this year and have some questions about how that will affect your filing status. Maybe you uh, have some business interests uh, like me and a lot of hosts here on the network. We talk in our private DM all the time and we were like, oh, thank goodness we have TurboTax here because I have so many questions about uh, what, what and how we should be filing our taxes Maybe you want an expert just to walk you through the process step by step so you can make sure you didn't miss any deductions and uh, you know a new house you bought or anything like that. There's so many different wrinkles to it. Maximize your returns. TurboTax Live experts can help and give you the confidence you need to know that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Check it out. Intuit TurboTax Live. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Peacock and Williamson podcast, we're talking about the NFL every day, myself and former NFL and college scout Matt Williamson. There's also a brand new show on the network, Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski, breaking down the biggest stories from all of sports analysis from local experts. I have made appearances. I might make an appearance tomorrow, in fact, on this very program. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely not done talking about this Stafford to L.A. situation, what it means for the 49ers, other options for San Francisco. We'll chat with Nick Winkler tomorrow and get into some of those ideas. How should Jimmy Garoppolo feel right now hearing uh, the team he is currently the starting quarterback for connected to every other quarterback in the league right now during the rumor mill? Fascinating stuff going on. Uh, More to get to later on in the week in all of that. And I want to chat with Nick about how he feels The Rams got better. How much better did the Los Angeles Rams get? We'd like to hear from you on that subject as well, at BDPeacock on Twitter. Let's go to thedraftnetwork.com. My colleague, Joe Marino, dropped another mock draft today. He also hosts Locked On Bills. We've talked before here on the podcast. He's also the host of the Draft Dudes podcast. 
which is also right here on the network. He co-hosts that with the host of the World Tide in here. It's a, it's a small community when it comes to the Locked On fam and the Draft Network fam. There's also the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ben and Trevor from the Draft Network and Joe Marino's co-host on Draft Dudes is also the host of Locked On Dolphins, that being Kyle Krabs. I'm going to have all of them on this offseason. Oh, we're going to talk so much draft, especially if the 49ers don't land a veteran quarterback. Which quarterback do they take at 12? Do they take a quarterback at 12? And in Mock Draft 5.0 by Joe Marino at thedraftnetwork.com, the 49ers did not take a quarterback at number 12 because they did not select at number 12. No surprises at the top. Trevor Lawrence, he will be in every mock draft going number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars until that announcement is made in April. Number two, the New York Jets, coached by Robert Sala, offensive coordinated by Mike LaFleur, draft Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, number two overall. Then things get very interesting at number three. Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU, is selected by... Your San Francisco 49ers after trading up from number 12 to number 3 with, no, not the Miami Dolphins, but with the Houston Texans, who used to own this pick before they traded it to Miami, who then traded it back to the Houston Texans because there is much trade action to get into with this scenario, and I love this, and it's not even that outlandish by Joe Marino. Love this scenario. Okay, so the Miami Dolphins trade the number 3 pick the number 18 pick in round one because they have two first-rounders this year, and number 81, that is their third-round draft pick, their quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, who they drafted last year at number five, and all-pro cornerback, Xavier Howard, and their 2022 first-round pick to the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson and a fourth-round pick. So if you're keeping track, that's three first-rounders, Tua and Xavier Howard going to Houston for Deshaun Watson in another blockbuster projected trade here by Joe Marino. Now, the 49ers cannot compete with that even if they really wanted Deshaun Watson. But what they can do is then call up the team that now holds the number three overall pick that used to originally hold the number three overall pick in the Houston Texans and say, hey, let's do some business. And the Niners moved up, trading number 12 overall this year, their second rounder, number 44, their fourth rounder, number 116, and their first rounder next year to the Houston Texans for number three overall for the rights to draft BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. Quarterbacks going one, two, three, and four. <laughs> if we look at the fourth pick here by the Falcons who take Trey Lance. So quarterback, 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 quarterback to start this mock draft. And it's not an insane scenario. And I'm wondering how you guys feel about that. If the 49ers couldn't get Matthew Stafford. They can't put together a blockbuster that can beat what Miami just offered Deshaun Watson in this scenario. A couple of first rounders in a second to go up and draft Zach Wilson out of BYU. Number three overall. What do you think? I, I don't hate it. I would love to not have to give up that extra first round pick unless it's in a Watson deal. But quarterback is king. And if you hit on Zach Wilson, then you're golden for the next, what, decade at least, right? And Zach Wilson looks really good. He's a prospect I like a lot. He would fit Kyle Shanahan's offense so well. So well, in fact, and I'm not sure if he gets past pick two, 
in Kyle Shanahan's protege, Mike LaFleur, running that Jets offense, maybe they just draft him number two overall. That would leave still Fields and Trey Lance, who would also be fantastic prospects and balls of clay for Kyle Shanahan to mold in this draft if they were to put themselves in that position. Does the Rams trading for Matthew Stafford make the 49ers more aggressive in doing a deal like this, trading up in the draft to get their quarterback of the future, trading for a veteran quarterback, whether it be these these rumors of Kirk Cousins that came from where I don't know, that, uh, I mean, I don't know how much of an upgrade that would be. It would be a slight upgrade, I think, over Garoppolo if he's just healthy for 16 games, which Kirk Cousins has been able to be. And you know there's a fondness there. Deshaun Watson, would the 49ers ramp up trade conversations to try to compete in the NFC West? Because as of now, I think they clearly have the fourth best quarterback in the division. That doesn't mean Jimmy Garoppolo's not good. That doesn't mean they can't get back to the Super Bowl again. With Jimmy G, I don't think the roster overall will be as good as it was in 2019. But a healthy Jimmy G has won a lot of games for the 49ers. Is it worth spending to upgrade? This upgrade with Zach Wilson wouldn't be as much for week one, 2021. It would be for 2022 and beyond and would be a fantastic prospect for the 49ers. I would think going up to number three and drafting a quarterback like that, though, the 49ers would be really certain that this guy is their guy? Would they trade Jimmy Garoppolo at that point to make salary cap room and make room on the depth chart for their young quarterback? Because if if a quarterback falls to number 12 overall, you draft a guy and maybe he's not ready. Maybe if it's Trey Lance, he's not ready to go. But if you're going all the way up to number two or three, you've got to be really certain. And then Jimmy Garoppolo's clearly a lame duck quarterback at that point. Do you need Jimmy G for the first few weeks of the season before your rookie quarterback might be ready? I think you would expect that a guy that you trade up to number two or over number three overall would be ready to go his rookie season. And you know Jimmy G's gone the next year anyway. Could you trade Jimmy for something, clear that cap, and make the rest of the team better with free agent dollars and just roll with that rookie quarterback? Because you're going to have the fourth best quarterback in the division to start the year anyway. But the hope is that you would, in the near future, not have the fourth best quarterback in the division. And if everything goes... Swimmingly, maybe the best quarterback in the division by 2022 or 2023. And it's always interesting in these mock drafts because when the teams are on the clock at 1, 2, 3, you don't know who's going to be there at 12. So you have to make make an educated guess if you're the 49ers. Like, how high do you have to go? When's the right time to strike? Who do you think is going to fall and be there for you? Is there a big gap between 3 and 4 quarterback ranks for your team? Is there a big gap between 2 and 3? Is there not that big of a gap between 2, 3, and 4? Do you wait till 3 are off the board before you move up? And in this mock, as I mentioned earlier, all four were gone in the first four picks. So if the 49ers wanted one of those guys, they had to come up this high to get one. After those top four quarterbacks, Trey Lance at four to the Falcons, then it was Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern, to the Bengals at five. And it looks like we're going to have some arguments on who the best offensive tackle is in this class. A lot of people have thought it was going to be Penny Sewell out of Oregon. He lasted till eight. It was Rashawn Slater who opted out of the season this year from Northwestern, who went five to the Bengals as the first OT off the board. Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, six to the Eagles. Seven was Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. So the Lions, with the quarterbacks off the board and having a a young quarterback in-house in Jared Goff, maybe they don't go quarterback now at number seven overall, which is what everyone has penciled in for them. Uh, Same with the Panthers here. Penny Sewell goes eight. Number nine was Patrick Sertain, corner from Alabama to the Broncos. Ten, 
back-to-back corners here. This is Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech to the Cowboys. At 11, Kyle Pitts, stud tight end from Florida, goes to the New York Giants. Then that number 12 pick ended up being wide receiver Jalen Waddell for the Houston Texans at 12. So none of the quarterbacks ended up making it to the 49ers at 12. And actually, the two top corner prospects who I would be looking at for the 49ers at 12 were also gone, Sertain and Farley at 9 and 10. So trade up, not a bad option. And trade up is the option I used in my four-round mock draft, which I will get to next and some of your questions. Starting to realize that there's no bad time to enjoy a built bar. It's how I started my day today. Did not have a lot of time before I had to hit record and get working. If you are low on time, you want a healthy snack. You need to replace a quick meal, maybe. You can't do much better than a low-sugar low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber snack that tastes awesome. And to make it better, I'll tell you how you can get 20% off. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious folks out there. Uh, Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These bars are low-calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein, high in fiber, and even great for a keto diet. That peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories and 5 grams of sugar. Cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You can be assured that the Super Bowl is well covered when it comes to any number of odds and props and bets that you could make at Bet Online. They've got NFL futures, draft futures, NCAA football futures for 2022 national champions. There is only one place that has you covered, and you can even get a little welcome bonus. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Not only NFL, there's table games. You like to play poker, blackjack, of course, NBA action now. NHL is happening. I've enjoyed seeing the NHL highlights. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code either. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I want to leave some time for your questions and hit me up with your mock drafts. I will feature some of the listener mocks as we go through mock draft Mondays every Monday until draft day here on the podcast. I did decide to trade up and I waited until three quarterbacks were off the board in my mock draft and it went in a little bit of a different order. One overall was Trevor Lawrence. Number two was Zach Wilson to the New York Jets and I love that fit there. Number three was not a quarterback, and, and offhand, I don't even remember who that was because I don't have it written down anymore, but number four, again, to the Atlanta Falcons, which is a really interesting one. Falcons, do they want a lame duck? If they draft a quarterback that early, would they be willing to trade Matt Ryan, which would probably have to be a post-June 1st trade? An interesting later option in the process for the 49ers if they want to go the veteran upgrade route over Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously a quarterback in Matt Ryan, who's had a ton of success with Kyle Shanahan, namely an MVP season in 2016. They drafted Justin Fields at number four. Number five, the Cincinnati Bengals did not take a quarterback. They took one one overall last year, and I think they're pretty happy with Joe Burrow. That meant number 
Six Philadelphia Eagles were on the clock. This is where the 49ers could potentially get up and not have to spend another first-round pick to get there. And go up to number six and draft their quarterback if three of them are off the board. And I waited for three to be off the board. I think this is the right time to attack. I traded up and drafted Trey Lance here. Number six overall with the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's the problem, though. In this scenario, they wouldn't take a second rounder to move up. I still had to give up my future first. And that makes this mock more fun because that means I have more picks this year, giving up the future first. I had to give up a fifth round or two. And I think that's at the high end of what it would take to move up to number six. But who knows? Maybe there's a bunch of teams vying for that spot and they have some good offers. So maybe it still does take a future first, which it took here. But I think if you're just looking at chart value, if you're looking at a team that could really use picks to move down, depending on if there's a a bidding war for that pick or something, I think a second rounder, maybe a second and a fifth, maybe, you know, uh, uh, another mid-round pick next year, something to where you don't have to give up your future first-round pick and still get up to get a quarterback at number six. I think that would be the ideal situation. I think it is possible. But I did have to cave in this scenario because I wanted to go up and get Trey Lance, number six overall, which I did, quarterback out of North Dakota State. I love the the height, weight, speed. He's got all the arm you could want. He's super athletic. I think he'd be a weapon in the red zone. He's a roll out, do everything you need, can fire the ball to any level of the field. And the North Dakota State coaching staff puts a lot on their quarterbacks. We've seen him work under center, work in shotgun, turn his back to the field, and and with play action, can roll out, can do all of those things. Really talented player. I think it would be a nice fit for Kyle Shanahan. Would not be the type of quarterback that I think is ready to go early on in his rookie season. So this would be the ultimate, like, let's get the most talented quarterback we can who's not ready to start yet, run it back one more time with Jimmy Garoppolo. This would be the Jimmy Garoppolo plus rookie quarterback scenario and about as high as I could see the 49ers going up and wanting to spend in resources to go up and get that quarterback and uh and and see what they have there in Trey Lance who could potentially even get on the field while he's a rookie even though he's not the starting quarterback which I think would be fun too throw some other wrinkles into the 49ers offense and then of course maybe thrust into action if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt again Round two, Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback from Florida State. I think this was a fortuitous fall for him to get to pick 44 overall. I think he's a top 50 player. I don't think I would see him getting too far past the 49ers pick here, even though he is undersized, 5'10 and a half, 185 pounds. Obviously, he's Asante Samuel Sr.'s kid, former NFL player, and he's ready to play. He's a plug-and-play guy. He could come in. He could play on the outside. He could play in the slot, which is really important for some key free agents that the 49ers might lose at the position in Jason Verrett and Richard Sherman and Kwan Williams. They might need someone who's really versatile and potentially need someone to, to start inside or outside in the very near, near future. So I went with Asante Samuel Jr. here, which, I mean, corner is just too important, and with the value here and need, it was just a perfect fit in the second round. Some other corner prospects would be worthy of taking here in the second round as well if Samuel did not fall out of round one. Round three, Quincy Roche, a senior bull guy, edge rusher from Miami, just a hair under 6'3", 243 pounds, undersized for a defensive end, but so was D. Ford, and he really is sort of a poor man's D. Ford coming out of Auburn so many years ago. D. Ford was right there, 6'2", 6'3", 250 pounds, so you know Ford might have had 10 pounds on Quincy Roche. The thing I love about Quincy Roche, though, even though he's undersized, I think that's exactly what the 49ers need. They need a speed rusher. Don't worry about size. They have too many tweeners as it is. They've got a ton of size at defensive end. 
he's a third round pick here. So that's a value. Bring him in on third downs. Let him rush the quarterback. And he can bend the corner and get sacks that way. He's got a decent wingspan for his size, which is important. If you're going to be a shorter pass rusher, you want to have longer arms. And he doesn't have super long arms, but I think they're long enough. He, he hits the minimum thresholds there and has a you know a solid wingspan for being uh, 6'2 and 7'8. 243 pounds is what he weighed in at at the Senior Bowl. He was Defensive Player of the Year in, what's the conference that Temple plays in? Anyway, he went to the University of Temple early in his career for three years, transferred to Miami last year for his final season, and had a nice season at Miami, but uh, the nonstop motor is important. And if you look at all the best pass rushers in the NFL, they never stop coming because you don't always win. In fact, you rarely do ever win on that first move. you got to keep coming, keep coming, second effort when the quarterback has to hitch and, and nobody's open right away. That's when a lot of sacks come. And that's what I like about Quincy Roche. And he's the right type of player. And if the 49ers can come out of this with someone who is a third down edge speed rusher, a starting caliber corner, and a quarterback in the first three rounds, I mean, that would be a fantastic draft for San Francisco, in my opinion. And I only did four rounds here. And in the fourth round, I came back with another senior bowl player who I liked a lot this weekend in Mobile. And that was Demetric Felton. He is a former running back at UCLA that's making the transition to wide receiver. Smaller, 5'8 and a half, 189 pounds, but really good with the ball in his hands, can play in the slot, has already played a lot in the slot at UCLA, could play in the backfield. Uh, really that OW offensive weapon for the 49ers. Uh, if he's still around in round four, maybe he got himself into the round three conversation because he had a good week in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. But I think Demetric Felton is definitely a player that Kyle Shanahan could fall in love with and be a nice fit in Kyle would drop a lot of fun things for him on offense and be sort of that positionless guy who could play some running back, play some wide receiver, return some kicks, and do all of those things. By the way, a report out there that the 49ers might sign, and it seems excessive for you know a cap-strapped situation this year to, to spend uh, two years, what was it, $5 million over two years, so $2.5 million per year for a kick return specialist and another running back slash wide receiver Type in veteran Cordero Patterson. That's one of the other rumors going around. So who knows? Maybe Cordero Patterson, Kirk Cousins will be 49ers before all is said and done in 2021. That is today's latest rumors. Let's hit a couple of these questions really quick here before we get out. And uh, I will go to Francesco who says, please explain to me how Cousins is an upgrade from Jimmy. Not sure I get the love affair here. Well, there's a there's a couple ways, and and I would rank here. They're so similar, though. This is why it doesn't make sense, is because they are so similar that a healthy Jimmy versus Kirk Cousins, maybe it's an upgrade, but you already have the guy who's the leader in your locker room. You're changing to, for the sake of changing, and you're going to spend resources to upgrade. Now, if they are both free agents and they cost the same amount, you bring one in versus the other, and you think Cousins a little bit better than Jimmy Garoppolo, fine. But you're going to spend resources and draft picks and more dollars to go from Jimmy Garoppolo to Kirk Cousins? That one doesn't pass the smell test to me. I'm not buying that at all. And I think Cousins, you can make the argument that Cousins is better here. How much better? I don't know. But according to Pro Football Focus, uh, I think it's, in fact, Kirk Cousins is graded out, according to PFF, better than Matthew Stafford has over the last five, six, seven years. He's a top 10 quarterback in PFF grade over that span compared to which is better than both Stafford and a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo, who I think is only about 20th. So um, 
I mean, he's accurate. He throws a better deep ball than Jimmy G, even though he doesn't have a cannon arm. He just has nice touch, which is why I've always compared Mac Jones to Kirk Cousins as a prospect in this draft and, and why the 49ers don't draft a quarterback in round one and Mac Jones is still there in round two, which I think there's a chance he will be. I could see Shanahan really liking him because he has similar qualities to Kirk Cousins where he doesn't have a cannon arm, but he does throw a nice deep ball because he does have nice touch and that's important. And it's similar to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson doesn't have a a ridiculous cannon. He doesn't have the, the arm that Aaron Rodgers has or the arm that... Patrick Mahomes has, even though he has a fine arm, it's a solid arm, but he just throws such a pretty deep ball. He throws with accuracy and touch and drops it in there for his receivers. So anyway, uh, yeah, I I don't buy that rumor. I don't get why you would spend resources to upgrade to Cousins, even if you think he's marginally better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's definitely a stick and, and roll with Jimmy Garoppolo situation to me. Josh says... I don't want to sacrifice the stability of our roster or settle on a quarterback when we know we can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. He hasn't even attempted 1,000 passes yet. My only criticisms are his health and his deep ball. People forget we have one of the worst pass-blocking lines in the league, too. It's Here's one, one thing I will say, and I've said this numerous times about the 49ers' offensive line. Every single fan base out there thinks that their team has an awful offensive line, and Rarely does a team have five really good offensive linemen. I mean, there, there's an offensive line epidemic around the league, which is why when you see all these mock drafts and you don't see enough offensive linemen going early, you know that they're wrong because a ton of offensive linemen are going to go early, earlier than you expect in the draft and get bigger dollars in free agency than you expect because every team needs offensive linemen. I think the 49ers quarterbacks could help themselves out when it comes to stepping up, feeling pressure, those sort of things, I think the 49ers are a better run blocking unit than they are a pass blocking unit, blocking unit up front. So I think there is some truth to that. They could definitely be better as pass blockers, but it's not like whatever quarterback you put back there is necessarily going to get killed because the 49ers are an awful pass blocking line. Uh, I'll put it that way. Yeah, the, and uh, but that's a big one, health. Can you count on Jimmy G? Like, what if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt in week one again? They go, all right, it's running back with Jimmy G, and he gets hurt in the first quarter of the season. And it's like, okay, well, there goes that. Again, another season, right? I don't think you should expect Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be healthy. There has to be a player there who either could replace him or could play at a very high level if he goes down. And there has been people that have pointed out to me that maybe you should sign a really good veteran backup quarterback and roll to Jimmy. But the only problem with that is how much money do you want to spend on the quarterback position while not getting better? That's the biggest problem there with a, because and backup quarterbacks get paid. Chase, Chase Daniel has made what? 30 something million dollars over the course of his career. And no coach has ever wanted him to take a snap. So the 49ers are on top of what Jimmy's going to get paid, on top of what they're going to have to pay some other free agents and 40 free agents that they have currently on the season. They're going to spend big money on a backup veteran quarterback, on a really good veteran quarterback. I I just don't think that's the way to go. You keep Jimmy, pair him with a rookie. That's how you get better at your backup. That's how you potentially get better as a starter now and in the future and push Jimmy G a little bit. Maybe there's more in Jimmy G, you know, maybe a little chip on his shoulder. Garoppolo's hearing his name, hearing his team involved in trade talks for other quarterbacks all offseason long. Then they draft a guy. Maybe that lights a fire under Garoppolo and he goes off. Cool. Now you have a better starter and a better backup. But 
the veteran backup route is tough because I don't know how many really good veteran backups you can get for how little I think the 49ers can afford to pay another quarterback. Kirk Cousins would cost more than Jimmy Garoppolo currently gets. Deshaun Watson would be paid less and give you more money and free agency to do other things, which is an added bonus to the Deshaun Watson conversation, as unlikely as it is the 49ers end up trading for Deshaun Watson. But it's still a possibility, and they should exhaust those possibilities. Absolutely. Okay, I'll hit more of your questions tomorrow with Nick Winkler. We'll talk more about the quarterback shakeup in the NFC West, about 49ers stuff. There's a ton of questions about all of these things, and Stafford and Cousins and Watson. And uh, I hope you like quarterback talk because there is going to be a ton of it this offseason until the 49ers QB position is set. And we might not know that until after April. Be back tomorrow right here. Have some guests coming up this week as well. Locked on 49ers.